Management Research. Hello and welcome to the Management Research Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogdistov. Hello and welcome to the next episode in our mini-series on the topic of motivation. And we continue talking about a theory by Dees and Ryan that is called the Self-Determination Theory of Motivation. In our last episode, we talked about the different regulatory styles within the extrinsic motivation. Because even extrinsically motivated people can invest different levels of efforts in order to achieve an outcome. And depending on what type of regulatory style you rely on, the efforts will be different and the outcomes will be different too. And we talk about the identified regulation, this was the, no, the integrated regulation, sorry, the style that is closest to the intrinsic motivation. And of course, as a manager or maybe as an employee, you would like to know how to achieve this level of motivation and what you can do to, in order to achieve it. And this and Ryan, they said that actually there are three factors that have impact on how you motivate a person. These three factors are the competence, relatedness, and autonomy. In this episode, we're going to talk about how these three factors have impact on the level of motivation. And we start with the competence. It is the level of competence that you feel that you associate with the task that will impact the level of your motivation to work on this task. The more competent you feel in conducting this, this task, the more motivated you will be. And I would like to share with you a situation from my life where I saw how the level of competence has impact on, had impact on my motivation and how I can impact the motivation of my students when I rely on this factor, competence. With regard to competence, it is the internal feeling how well you think you can perform with this task, whether you have the capacity to perform with this task. If you lack this feeling, if you receive a task that you are not competent in, then probably your investment will be also the lowest one because you will not even understand why they gave you this task. And when I think of my dissertation and when I started my dissertation, I had to work with statistics, as you can imagine, but I was really bad in statistics. And then I read the first book, which was the statistics for dummies. And then I took the second book, which was the statistics with SPSS by Andy Field. And then I had to go through several tutorials because I had already my data collection and I knew that I will have certain data of certain type and needed to understand how to analyze this data and what to do with this. Then when I had the data, I thought about how to analyze them properly because I had the suggestions by, from Andy Field, but I didn't know how to apply them correctly and whether they fit or which of the methods fit best my data. And then I found the tutorials by James Gusking on YouTube. And these tutorials made me understand how to make the confirmatory and exploratory factor analysis, how to conduct the structure equation modeling, and how to work with my data, what are the good indicators, what are the bad indicators. What I'm talking about, it took several months, maybe even one and a half years, until I get to the point where I could really analyze the data from my dissertation correctly, when I could find, uh, could support or reject my hypothesis and do something. And this was the time when I submitted my dissertation and I thought that I was done. And actually, I thought that I'm not so good in statistics too, because nothing changed this perception in statistics. 
Then once I had a call from my colleague who told me that he collected data and where I could have a look at his data. I looked at his data and found that the analysis was not the correct one. I made some suggestions, we made a video call where I showed how the analysis should be done, what are the important factors, what are the criteria, and how you can develop the correct model. And this model worked fine, and we spent, I think, about one half hours. And then next day I received the email that actually it was so good, he wouldn't be able to achieve this result and whether I would like to join this project as the statistician to analyze it. And all of a sudden, he told me that I'm a good statistician. And we analyzed this paper and the analysis was so good, we submitted it. It was accepted in a very good journal and uh, all the comments usually go through two or three rounds of revise and resubmit. There was not a single word about statistics apart from that it was very, very good. And it was like second acknowledgement where all of a sudden I understood my competence, that I am competent in the field of statistics and working with structure equation modeling. And then it repeated again with a different other project, and then all of a sudden I became a kind of guru in the field of analysis for the structure equation modeling in our team. This feeling of competence made me feel very comfortable, and each time I had a project where I had to work with statistics, I got highly motivated. I didn't take care, for example, about the theory, but I knew how to work with data and I knew how to develop it, and my colleagues became very satisfied and they always offered me some acknowledgements in the field of st statistics. And this is how I, re I received this feeling of competence, and this is how each time when they propose me to do something that has to do with the field of my competence, I believe that I can achieve it with the best results and even better than the others, and that is how I noted that this feeling of competence increased the motivation to participate in the projects, to help other colleagues and show what I can do and even develop this competence even further. So I, can, uh, I do now a lot of tutorials on my own. I listen to different other tutorials just to expand the number of methods that I can apply. I'm still not the best statistician, let's be honest, but I feel competent and this feeling of competence motivates me very high with regards to what I have to do. So I hope this was the example. I thought that we talk about the relatedness autonomy too within this episode, but it will be a bit too much. That is why we stop here. And in the next episode, we talk about the other factors that have impact on the level of your motivation. If you're a manager, think about how to acknowledge the competence of your employees, how to let their competence play within your project. If you're a professor, try to offer the students the task where they can show their competence. Tell them that you believe that their competence is not only sufficient, that this is exactly the field of their competence, what they have to do. And the probability that they will put a lot of efforts into this task will be much higher than if you do them something they are not, they are not familiar with and tell them to discover it on their own how to do it. Refer to competence if you want to increase people's motivation. I hope it was interesting and helpful and I'll see you in the next episode. Good luck with your research, good luck with your activities. Bye-bye.